Hi, I'm Judith Dreyer, and your host for this podcast series, Holistic Nature of Us. Today, we're going to go on a different journey, one I hope you will find interesting and informative. Reading opens doors not only to our imagination, but it prods our inner worlds. We travel to unfamiliar landscapes. We explore new ideas, creative thoughts, and learn. Hopefully, we evolve within ourselves, too, relating to the human condition through stories, both fact and fiction. And lastly, we can emerge changed. We use our inner senses to feel and know the heart of things, the trials and the suffering. Some even ask us to question more. Through the written word, we can explore, evaluate, and embrace new values, connections, and maybe just maybe expand our horizons so that we may make a difference in the outer world. Books. This podcast is all about books. I am a bibliophile, a lover of books, and the power of the written word. So as the producer and host of this podcast series, The Holistic Nature of Us, I have talked to folks all over the country, Canada, and even South Africa. I come away inspired by tireless efforts to make a difference here on our planet, one action step, one community, one organization at a time. So I thought it would be fun to create a podcast that highlights several books from so many outstanding and inspiring guests. And my guests come from all over the United States. And also the Netherlands, Australia, Poland, Ireland, and more. So it's been truly an exciting project. So here goes. I created this podcast into two parts. There are so many authors and books that I had to divide the list in two and create two podcasts. I hope you enjoy these summaries and why I liked them. I hope you will send us your likes and preferences too. Who inspires you? We would love to know. So let's begin. The first book is going to be by from Doug Tallamy. Those of us who are master gardeners and involved in the master gardener field are very familiar with Doug Tallamy and his work. He's a professor at the University of Del uh, Delaware. He's an etymologist, a bug guy, and he knows an awful lot about these little critters that are so incredibly vital to our food system. So his first book, Bringing Nature Home, has been out for a little while, and what I liked about it was he's passionate. He's passionate about sustainability and nature and what that means today. He says very clearly, we need nature, and nature needs us, whether we like nature or not. He's also an alarm bell who says, wake up. Look at what we have done to our insects and the land spaces and how that affects the rest of us. He has beautiful photos to illustrate his points about the insects, birds, and plants, who is beneficial, who's not, and what wildlife uh, trees and plants support and provide for. So Doug Tellamy is a quiet revolutionary and a hero of our time, taking back the future one yard at a time. And that is from Richard Love. He's the author of Lost Child in the Woods. And Scott Freeman, author of Saving Tobacco Creek, says, Doug rings a clarion call to go native, acting locally in your yard or neighborhood, and think globally about the biodiversity crisis. 
why I like this book. Doug's message is that we can make an incredible, incredible significant changes to our overall landscapes if we manage our own yards sustainably and add more diversity. He has a new book out called Nature's Best Hope. It's one I don't have yet, but it's the same message. He really believes that if we looked at our personal ownership of our land and the diversity that's there and what isn't there and add to it, we can make a huge difference on this planet for all the systems that we depend on. So the next book I would like to highlight is the one by Michael Judd. It's called Edible Forest Gardening with a Permaculture Twist. And why I like it, first of all, he has great uh, descriptions for all of his projects. He includes great photographs to illustrate every step or most of the steps of what he's trying to educate us to in terms of ideas. So, for example, do you want a spiral herb garden? He shows you how. Do you have yard debris? Well, create a berm, and he shows you how. He has great uh, photos that demonstrate each of these ideas and they're easy to follow. He even includes a recipe or two, which is uh, fun, a fun part of his book. He has ovens in the back, earth ovens that you can make. He talks about mushroom growing and he's passionate about using our landscape for regenerative and sustainable garden. And why I like it again is because his ideas are easy to follow. And for me, this has been a great reference book I have used many times. His current book out is called For the Love of Pawpaws. And if you remember the podcast with him or would like to re-listen to it again, it's easily available on various platforms. Uh, and he talks about his passion for pawpaws. It's a great fruit and food. And he has a pawpaw festival coming up in September in uh, Frederick, Maryland. Uh, so I highly recommend that you folks look into it if you live in that neck of the woods. The next book I'd like to highlight is by Nigel Palmer. Nigel is, like Doug Tallamy, has been in the top five most listened to podcasts on this series. However, just recently, I mean only a week or two ago, his book has been published through Chelsea Press called The Regenerative Grower's Guide to Garden Amendments. And from my Guests such as Chris McHugh, Craig Floyd, uh, the folks connected to the Bionutrient Food Association, I can only tell you how important soil amendments are to growing not only delicious, nutritious food, but to keep the land nutritious and healthy between each crops and for the succession of crops. And Nigel is passionate about that, and he's an expert at it as well. And from what I understand, his book has amendment recipes, which are uh, easy to follow, easy to use and adapt into your own garden. And I can guarantee you, they will make a huge difference in your production. So John Kempf, who is uh, very active in the Bionutrient Food Association, says, using this book as a guide, you have the opportunity to participate in the next revolution in plant nutrition. And it, he helps us to revitalize plant nutrition. 
And we can use very easy materials to help uh, create these gardens at little or no cost. So, so John Kemp goes on to say that this book is really beyond composting. You can make your own biologically diverse inoculants and mineral-rich amendments using common materials that we find in our yard, such as leaf mold, weeds, eggshells, bones, and other materials, and this is little or no cost. So I highly recommend this book because Nigel gives us recipes that go beyond fertilizer replacement. And this results in greater soil, biological activity, and mineral availability. They also increase pest and disease resistance, improve our yields, and especially improve our nutrient density for the crops, the food crops we're trying to grow. So I highly recommend the Regenerative Grower's Guide to Garden Amendments because it also includes a primer on plant-soil interactions, instructions for conducting a soil test, how do you do cover cropping, mulching, and measuring the quality of your fruits and vegetables with a tool called a refractometer. So there's many other aspects in this book of sustainable gardening, and I, and I recommend it for the serious gardener. Uh, to have the joy of seeing your crops not only vibrant and healthy, but nutrient-rich. The next book is by Mark Shepard. Mark has got a book called Restoration Agriculture. Around the globe, most people get their calories from annual agriculture, plants that grow fast for one season, produce lots of seeds, and then they die. Every single human society that has relied on these annual crops for staple foods has collapsed. Restoration Agriculture explains how we can have all of the benefits of natural perennial ecosystems and create agricultural systems that imitate nature in form and function while still providing for our food, building, fuel, and many other needs. And we can do this in our own backyard or our farm or ranches. So this book is based on real world practices and it presents an alternative to the agricultural system of eradication and offers exciting hope for our future. And what I love about Mark's message is that he actually has a farm of over 100 acres in the Midwest, and he has created a savanna grassy plain-like area with forest, with farm animals, and with food. And everything works together because he's learned how to manage all aspects of that so that they can work more in harmony. And he actually gets tremendous yield of food crops in doing his system in this way. So again, it's another uh, approach in uh, real life practices that I also recommend. Next, we have Dr. Jean Shinoda Bolin, and she has, among many books, a book titled Like a Tree. And why do I like this book? Well, in doing my research for my podcast series, each interview led me somewhere more. From one link to one website to another, I eventually came across Dr. Bolin's book, Like a Tree. So I read a few reviews, bought the book, and became intrigued in that she likens the deforestation of our planet to the abuses towards women. And how can be that, I wondered. 
my dream work, my inner journey takes me into symbols and archetypes and into my own inner psyche deeply. So how does a tree symbolize a woman and more profoundly relate to the destruction and the deforestation of trees and forests on our planet? Well, trees are a deep part of our life, whether we know it or not. They are the lungs of the earth, and as such, they breathe with us. There's a symbiotic exchange of oxygen and carbon dioxide between us and the plant kingdom. So how can we continue to annihilate what's left without regard for the role that the forests play in our ecosystem and in our live as one of the species here on the planet. So Jean's book goes into more depth about the biology of trees. She talks about the spirituality of being in a forest and in connection with the trees. And then she ties in stories to the abuses of women that correlates with the deforestation practices on a timeline. And as some of you know, she's a tremendous advocate for women's rights on many levels. So she shares her stories, her research, and so much more. And once again, the beauty of her work reminds me that folks are out there using their craft and their passion to help us remember that we need nature, whether we like it or not. So I suggest that you check out her book and the many reviews she has to get a glimpse of her timely message. Another female author, Catherine Houseworth. She is a naturalist. She takes us into the forest from a little bit different perspective. Her book is titled, The Book of Noticing, Collections and Connections on the Trail. And why I liked it. Well, John Muir, a turn of the 20th century environmental philosopher and early advocate for the preservation of wildness in the United States said, when one tugs at a single thing in nature, he finds it attached to the rest of the world. This is one of Catherine's mottos for the book. And she does just that. She takes us into her world, local and in other locations, and looks what's there. And she reminds us that it's as easy as paying attention to our breath, being mindful of where we step and observe in the moment for just the sake of observing. However, when she shares her stories, she also shares how an observation in nature has led her to learn more. And so her book is filled with some science facts and the importance of critters, especially something like the frog and its role in pond life. So no matter the setting, the author finds something to ponder and then explore. So her walks and the nearby landscapes are descriptive, and she takes us with her. My next guest is Jeff Eleveld. He has a book titled, How to Kill a Houseplant. When I looked it up on Amazon, for example, I found a lot of titles that said, How Not to Kill a Houseplant. So I just chuckled for his sense of humor. And why I like this? Well, Jeff is very practical, and he loves houseplants. He mentioned on the podcast that he has over 175 houseplants in his home, and he's passionate 
a spokesperson for their benefits, especially for keeping our indoor air purified. And I really like that. I don't know about you, but I love my house plants. And to know that they offer that benefit, especially th through the more closed-in months, is a real gift that they give us in our personal space. His book is basic. It's information for the beginner. It's practical. Jeff is all about education so that you can be successful. And I don't know about you, but when my house plants thrive and even bloom during the winter months, I feel good. Don't you? So he readily brings his knowledge into the community. He gets it out into nursing homes, to children in school systems, gets everybody digging in the dirt and coming home with something, a cutting of some plant. And I really like to support that kind of community effort. Next, we have Ellen Moyer. She has a book titled, Our Earth, Our Species, and Ourselves. Ellen has been a guest a couple of times on this show, and she has a wealth of knowledge about the environment, and in particular, some strategies that will not only help us survive, but to thrive. And don't you want that for our future generations? I know that I do. And she also is a great reminder that we have all the tools we need to foster that sustainable future. So you can go to her website, www.ellenmoyerphd.com. And for free, she offers 50 tips that you can apply today. So during this COVID time, many parents must be teachers. Many of us are at home, perhaps with some time to spare. We're alone for long periods of time. And tips such as Ellen's can bring in a spark of something different, um, something that says, what else can I do today? And I can make that change today. Each of us acting, however simple, adds up to sustainability. And I, and I think that's a great gift in, in Ellen's book. Next, we have Robert Radin's Echospasm. And this is the only nonfiction book I have in this list today. And why do I like this one? Well, Robert's book is based on a couple of scientific principles, one of which is what could be the unintended consequences of X, Y, or Z. And today we are in the midst of COVID, lots of theories out there, very difficult to discern the truth about how it started, how virulent is it really, was it an accident, was it not an accident, how can we handle it, how can we be safe, and I like the uh, creative idea of Robert to take us into a sci-fi land in the not too distant future that looks at the possible consequences of genetic engineering on every one of our food crops. What would that world look like? So he talks about genetic mutations. So yes, there's some zombies in there. There's earnest scientists who race against the clock to prevent a worldwide disaster. So I highly recommend adding this book to your reading list. It's great summer reading. Um, it's, it, it's got an intriguing premise that perhaps an unintended consequence is something we're facing today. We're not perfect and we do make mistakes. And the question I have for all of you is, do we ask enough questions 
before we begin a project and wonder about possible future implications. And last but not least, I'd like to remind all of you of my book, At the Garden's Gate. It was a joy and a love to write. I felt I had a story. So it's a little bit of a memoir. How did I turn a backyard, typical suburban backyard, into a meadow or more natural landscape? I ended up uh, studying over the years a, a medicine wheel of truths from my native elders, and I decided to pair up those truths with the plant, which gives you a different way to learn about very common meadow plants that actually are edible and medicinal, except for one of them, and you'll have to read the book to find out which one. I also put in a very practical chapter on how to turn any part of your landscape into a more natural scape, bringing in diversity, supporting wildlife, which will help us in the long run create a more sustainable, regenerative future here on the planet. We are in some serious trouble, and I think some of you know that. Doug Tallamy, that I began with, reminds us how many bugs we're losing today. We know with Dr. Sh uh, Jean Shinoda Bolin's work that we've deforested the planet, and they are actually the lungs of the planet. How much more can we do? We know we've not been good caretakers of our water and our air. So I invite you to pick up a new book and enjoy a new, a new way of looking at your land, your landscapes, your gardens, even your deck with flower pots. And um, happy reading. So all your comments and your preferences and what did you like would be so appreciated. And I hope you'll share them. So everyone, have a great day. Until next time, bye for now.